I want to welcome you to the Darren Sargent Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Sargent, and this is the podcast where you get life and leadership advice. Hopefully, it's good advice from a single-handed perspective. I am so glad you've joined us, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the adjustment attitude. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening, wherever you get your podcast, I appreciate it. Let's get started. The adjustment attitude right here on the Darren Sargent Leadership Podcast. There are so many crazy things going on in our world right now. It is a it is a weird time, but to me, it is one of the most exciting times for any of us who have some sort of desire to do something with our lives, for God, for the kingdom, for our families. There are incredible opportunities that abound in our current season of life. It's, it's really a great time to be alive. But anytime that you have uncertainty, anytime you have unpredictability in the current of society, in the current of our culture, or even in our own lives, it is very paramount that we recognize, number one, there's a lot going on. And number two, we need to be aware of what God may be wanting to do through us during these uncertain and unpredictable times. Now, the Bible is filled with people who rose from the murky waters of history that were used by God to bring about change in a nation, a family, a city, even a world. You, you don't have to read very long through our own history books of our nation, just, just the United States of America, and discover that there was usually one person after another who rose up at critical junctures in time and brought about change and direction during very uncertain and unpredictable moments in their lives. Men and women, both young and old, whose voices were heard kind of cutting their way through the dense fog of obstacles that many people may have been resistant to. They, they didn't want to change, but these people chose to do their part in bringing about direction and solutions and answers to whatever the problem was at the time that they may have been alive. We hear about change a lot, specifically right now in our current culture. There's a lot of discussion about change, about bringing about change. We got a, uh, we're a year away from a presidential election, and there's already talk of how's things going to work. Is there change? It's all around us. I think we all can understand what I'm saying. Now, I am convinced Every single one of us that are watching or listening to this podcast today can change. And even each of us can bring about change. Transformation, which is what change truly is, is at the core and at the center of our faith. You and I are called by God to constantly be renewing our minds for the purpose and the promise of transformation. When I was a child, I, I wanted to be a fireman because my dad was a fireman for a few years. And in my mind, that was the coolest thing someone could be. Many times sitting around the table with friends and family when I was a child, my dad would would tell heroic deeds that he participated in as a fireman. So 
that's what I wanted to be, along with an astronaut, along with being Evil Knievel, along with being a trapeze artist who came by in the traveling circus. Of course, I don't think I probably thought that one through. I'm a bit off balance, and and high tightrope might, might be a bit tricky for me to navigate, and trapeze bars may be hard for me to hold on to. But nevertheless, as a kid, you dream about all the things that you one day want to grow up to be. You dream of a big life that you know will, you will one day live and experience. And it's so easy as a kid to dream or imagine so many things because there is no pressure to actually act on your dream. Just having big dreams was enough to impress your neighborhood friends or your church buddies. But then you enter into college where you change your major five or six times or maybe 14, and you end up finishing with a degree in underwater basket weaving. Life then moves from one thing to another, one city to another, one job to another, trying to figure out this life thing, wishing you could just go back to just dreaming dreams. Now, let's let's just talk about it. All of us have met people. Maybe it's you that's listening to this and what, what you are doing now or maybe even what you got a degree in is not what your heart really wants to be doing. Now, I've talked to a lot of young adults, even parents with kids already messing up the house that have felt like they are doing stuff that isn't the stuff their heart has been telling them to do. Now, I don't have time to psychoanalyze all of this or to break it down, but let me just say this before we get too far ahead of ourselves in this podcast. Life is a constant flow. Life is not a stationary thing. It is fluid. It's flowing. It's moving. It's changing. It's fluctuating. Your dreams are not just a picture taken with a Polaroid. It's still a story that is being lived out, being written out. It's being acted out. I've told students across the country, a few students of life as well, when you stop dreaming, you stop living. Mark Twain, the infamous author of Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, and a few other books, made this statement one time about an acquaintance of his. I've talked about this before, but it's such a, such a powerful thing. He said of his acquaintance, his friend, my friend died at 30, but they buried him at 60. What was he saying? He's basically saying, don't die to your dreams before it is time. Now, even though dreaming and discovering is such an incredible part of the human existence, you and I must be willing to continually adjust, and we've got to be able to be flexible, and we've got to be able to bend without breaking. For you and I to fully become, I believe, who God is desiring us to become, there's got to be this, this consistent element of dreaming about things that are worth pursuing and and, and being curious enough to explore possibilities while continuously learning what needs to be learned in order to attain what it is that you and I were created to do. But I also believe this. Just hear me out for a few moments. The highest level of success centers around what we are talking about right now, adjusting. I'm going to say that again. I believe the highest level of success, when you reach a certain level of success, getting to there requires adjusting. Probably the reason that this subject resonates with me so much is because 
This has been something I've had to do my entire life. Now, for the most part, having only one hand, this is, this is all I know, okay? I don't have the memory of what it feels like to have two hands, then have to adjust. I was born this way, but I do know that there are several things I've had to learn to adapt into in order to make some things work. I, I have had to learn to maybe reinvent the wheel, so to speak, in many areas of my life. For instance, let's just let's take a trip down memory lane. I remember getting my first bike. It was a white evil Knievel bike. Okay. I grew up in the seventies. Learning to ride was a challenge, but I did it. And my parents said that I did it without even having training wheels. I learned to ride a bike. The bike eventually was traded up for a BMX bike. I had a Husky bike and then I saved up my money. I worked hard all summer one year and I saved up my money at the age of, I think I was 12 or 13. And I bought myself a Mongoose Californian BMX bike. Oh, there was hours spent riding that thing, but there was a problem. Constantly, when, when I was riding with friends and we'd go off jumps, when I would land off a jump, I was fine riding up the jump and going into the air. But many times when I land, my arm would slip off and I would eventually have a nice little wreck right there in the gravel road. One day while I was sitting in uh, home ec in junior high, I drew up a design of how I could maybe make myself a handlebar that would help me. And friend, a friend of mine's dad was a, was a welder, and he made me a handlebar that was very unusual. And, and if I could draw it out and put it up on this video, you'll be able to see it. But I adapted. I adapted. I wish I had pictures of it. It was so cool. I adapted it to make it work. Now I could jump off of cliffs, and I could hit the quarter pipe we made that set in our front yard. And, and, and I, could, I could go places and do things that I was a little limited before in doing. Now, as I mentioned before we get too far into the story, our world is looking for people that are willing to adapt and adjust to the current climate. Find where the wind of God is blowing and move into position to bring about the impact and the change. Life is not a cookie-cutter set of plans. Life is fluid. It is more than just coloring inside of the line, staying safe, hoping things will stay normal. No, life is a work of art. Life is a painting that demands you mix up the colors a bit and get paint all over yourself and enjoy it while you're doing it. Life is about growth, and growth demands change, and change requires that you and I stay humble, willing to adapt and adjust into the person that God is wanting us to become. I was speaking some time back at a graduation, and I made this remark. God is more interested in changing you than he is in using you. What do you mean by that? To be used by God is temporal. We all want that, and it's something that God wants to do in us, but to be changed by God is eternal. God can do more with someone who is pliable and willing to be changed than he can with someone who is proud and thinks they have arrived and believes that no one can tell them any different. 
God is just looking for people that are still moldable, willing to be filled with his purpose, not vehicles that are driven by their own desires and their own destination plans. Sometimes you need to bring change. Sometimes you need to be changed. Now, there are so many outside pressures affecting our world right now. We talked a little bit at the beginning of this podcast about them. And truth be told, we are all feeling it, maybe even in our own lives. At least maybe we're half aware of what's happening in our world. But these pressures that may be trying to come against us are, are trying their best to pull us down. And they've got to be resisted. You've got to resist those pressures to cause you to settle. You've got to resist those pressures that want to cause you to stay locked in the status quo. And you resist it by by having a desire within you to to do something to pull others up to get people to recognize what they are capable of doing L- listen in for just a moment it takes guts to stand up to pressure and refuse to roll over because that would be the easiest thing to do really Sometimes you need to stand your ground and you need to refuse to settle for the status quo. But don't confuse this with refusal to adapt and be, as old Papa Gandhi said, the change we want to see in the world. Some people are so set in their ways, so rigid and regimented, that they hide behind their so-called convictions and beliefs in order to hide their fear of change. They make it a religious, philosophical ideal, when in reality, they're just scared to change. They don't want to adapt. They don't want to adjust. Now, if you say, let me me put this right. If we are to be disciples of Jesus, and we want to model our life after him, but we're unwilling to, to adapt and adjust, we're missing it. Now, just so you don't leave this podcast and say Darren is off his rocker, I'm not talking about core doctrines and beliefs. We will get to this, but look at the life of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. Even Esther, who remained committed to who they were, their core beliefs, but were able to adjust in order to bring about a major change in their world. Many of us are in line for an extreme makeover. We have been believing, we have been living our lives just existing, believing that we can just go through the motions and we can do what we're called to do. No, you've got to step up. God's desiring great things for your life, and you've got to engage in a journey of this abundant life with God. If you are going to follow the God who created you to do amazing things, explore mysteries, and go to unknown places, then you are going to need to learn how to adjust. Here's the first thing I think we need to adjust. And it's basically the title of this podcast. We need to adjust our attitude. Attitude is that element that gives you the proper direction. And without the right attitude, your direction is off. There is nothing worse than going down the road a fur piece and realizing you are going in the wrong direction. Attitude is what sets your direction. It may be a slight adjustment, but it puts you on the right track. When you look at Daniel, even the story of Esther, it speaks to this attitude of adjustment because in those two lives, we see remarkable remarkable adaptability that resulted in world-shaking impact. All of us have got to build on the past with an eye to the future. 
God has great things in store for you, but you and I must be willing to change in order to fulfill everything that he has planned for our lives. Daniel and Esther both possess the ability and the attitude to adjust. Both of their stories are set in uncertain times, crisis situations, but neither of them had the ideal set of circumstances, but they were willing to adjust in the middle of what was absolutely insane things happening around them. Now, uh, this has been something I've had to practice a lot in my life. I, I have had to learn to adjust being born the way I was. Our world, <laughs> it's made for two-handed people. And I have, have had to, on many occasions, try to figure out how to do things that may normally take two hands to accomplish. Let me give you an example. I, I, I got a, a grill not too long ago, and I was trying to put it together. And it says you needed two hands and two people. I didn't say the two hands, but it said you needed two hands. But I thought, you know what, I can do this with one hand. I, I put the wheels on wrong. I couldn't get it in. I finally needed some help. Thank you, Austin, if you're listening. Thank you. Now, let me give you another example. I, well, let me go back to that. I had to, I had to adapt. I had to adjust. I had to realize I needed help. Let's talk about golf. When I was around 19 or 20 years of age, most of my friends were playing golf and I was the one stuck on campus in my dorm and trying to figure out how to, how, how to, how to twiddle my thumb. <laughs> you got You have to have thumbs to twiddle them. I got tired of it. I decided to take golf up and a friend named Kevin you can watch a video I just put on my YouTube channel about this. He took up the challenge to teach me how to play. I played a lot of baseball growing up. I was a pitcher. I played second base. I was first baseman in college softball. So I was used to doing everything right-handed. That's all I got. So when I took up golf, there was a lot of people looked at me and said, don't you have left-handed clubs? You need to swing left-handed. It was too difficult. So I just learned to adapt to my game. Now I enjoy beating a lot of my friends. Of course, they're not going to tell you, but if I beat them, I tell everybody. In fact, I'll do a podcast episode on it. <laughs> I had to adjust. I may not be able to play like others, so I adapt my game to my unique circumstance. If you and I are going to fulfill what God is desiring of our lives, if we are going to engage in a journey of abundant life with God, if we are going to follow a God who created you to do amazing things, explore mysteries, and go to unknown places, then you're going to need to learn how to adjust and how to adapt. Here's another thing I want to stress in this episode real quick. We need to learn to adjust our expectations of what God can do. Sometimes I believe we put God in a box of what, our, uh, of what our limitations appear to be. God is not confined to your limiting beliefs. Daniel speaks of this. I'm back to Daniel here. Daniel possessed the ability to adjust. He had an attitude of adjustment in the middle of a very strange land. His story is set in time of crisis. He was in an environment that was basically set up for him to fail instead of succeed. He is in the middle of a foreign land, living under foreign directives. All around him, it's strange. It's different. It's not what he's used to. I think we too often think that people who accomplish great things somehow stumble on opportunity or have some sort of advantage that the rest of us don't have. Most, of, most often, the opposite is true. People who accomplish great things are people who face many 
difficulties, but have learned to adjust, to roll with the punches. People who have learned how to bend without breaking. Now, let me give you some background before we go too much farther into this, just to set it up, and then I'll wrap this thing up. Okay? Israel finds themselves being conquered once again. The nation doing the conquering this time is Babylon, and they have taken certain men of Israel as slaves to advance the purpose of their nation. Okay? And here is a group of people that are so, so downtrodden. They are broken. They are in captivity. They're living in a strange land. It's not a good start for a great life for a guy by the name of Daniel. And Esther's story is similar. She's captive to another foreign empire, the Medes and the Persians. Both these nations and empires are now controlling the destiny of God's people. You cannot allow something that is not what God has for you to control your destiny. I think we ought to keep this in mind when we think about Daniel and Esther and even the three Hebrew boys. We need to understand that even though they found themselves in a situation that was not of their making, not of their doing, they did something by adjusting. These stories remind you and I that so often in life, we do not get to choose the context from where we begin our story, where our lives begin. I didn't get to choose why I was born with only one hand. If it had been my choice, I would have opted for two hands. Hey, I would have, I would have, I would have I even asked for three. Why not? Why not? But you and I don't get to choose the conditions of our birth. We don't get to choose our parents, our race, our skin color. I didn't even get to choose the language I wanted to speak or the economic condition I would have liked to have. Hear me. How do you adjust? We have no say about how the beginning journey of life is going to be, but we sure do have a lot of say about the destination of our journey and how we are going to respond to that journey, how it will shape us to become what we're supposed to become. I've said it often, your circumstances that you were born into should not be the only thing that defines you. I don't let this define me, I define it. Your circumstances do not determine your opportunities. Or if they do, it may be much different than you expect. I have discovered that the greater the obstacle and the greater the challenge and the greater the issues and struggle, the greater the opportunity. The more challenging your circumstance is, the greater your opportunity to see God raise you to a new level of living. The climb to the top may be difficult, but the views, oh, the views. Once you get to the top, it's breathtaking. So what attitude are you choosing today? If life was lived on some flat linear plane, there would be no mountains to climb. There are not. And if there are no mountains to climb, there is no victory to view. I want to thank you for listening to this. This is a passion of mine. You cannot live in a bubble of comfort that God God just creates over here in the corner for you to live in. No, he has a distinct plan, and he wants you to go for everything that he has for you because God is more interested in you becoming than he is in you just being comfortable. Don't live with a context of comfort. Don't settle for safe. 
Don't settle for status quo. Jump out there. Go for it. If you are living a life you don't want to live, the great danger is to accept boredom and monotony is normal. Don't do it. You've got a great future ahead. Go after it. Thanks for listening. Glad you joined us here. Watch us on YouTube. God bless.